truck show. We're gonna show you what we know. We're gonna answer what the truck, cause truck rides with the truck show. We have the lifted, we have the lowered, and everything in between. We'll talk about trucks that run on diesel and the ones that run on gasoline. The truck show, the truck show, the truck show. Whoa, whoa. It's the truck show with your hosts, Lightning and Holman. This episode of the Truck Show Podcast, Have You Heard?, is proudly presented by Nissan. With the Frontier, Titan, and Titan XD, Nissan has a truck for every need, along with the legendary Nissan Durability. Test drive your next truck at a local Nissan dealer today, or point your browser to NissanUSA.com, where you can use the build and price tool to configure a Nissan truck that fits your lifestyle. And when you're thinking about adding power or improving fuel economy, Banks has over 65 years of experience. Whether it's cold air intakes or exhaust systems, tuning, throttle control, charge air cooling, lubrication components, and much more, no one offers smarter, safer, 50-state emissions-compliant performance parts than Gale Banks. You'll find the best engineered parts for your truck at BanksPower.com. This is the show where they talk breaking news, and this is the part where Coleman has lightning Have you heard. Hey, Lightning. Have you heard? No! No. Tell me. Tell me, my good man, Homan. Uh, Jeep is now going to sell you a two-door Wrangler with 35s from the factory. Ah! Yes. Awesome. So, that's huge. Uh, before the Extreme 35 uh, tire package, which includes the 35-inch uh, BF Goodrich KO2 tires, was only available on the four-doors. And so now, uh, at a cost of $4,495, you'll be able to do that on two-door versions of both the Wrangler Rubicon and Willys Trend. And then uh, you can also get it on a two-door Rubicon X that has the turbocharged uh, 2.0. Plus, the two-door version of the Rubicon X uh, with the turbocharged 2-liter gets it standard uh, going forward. So pretty awesome. You get a set of 17-inch B-lock capable wheels from uh, from Jeep. It's a 1.5-inch suspension lift, 456 gears. Uh, and then you get a rear swing gate reinforcement for the spare tire. And I got to tell you, the two-door on 35s from the factory with the lift on it looks rad. Like, it looks it like a chunky look like, oh, it, does, it does look chunky. Jeep put out a photo of it with no top and no doors, and it just looks like a proper Jeep. That looks almost like my Lego Jeep. I don't know if you mean that to be good or bad. No, I just good, know that good. I love it. I think when a real-life vehicle looks like Legos, it's cool. So I believe it's uh, available to order now at your local Jeep dealer, and the package will begin production in March. So uh, that's pretty rad. Hey, Lightning. Did you hear? No, huh? Uh, you've been kind of all about the little canoe EV, the little truck and van. You're talking about the one that looks like a, a Tylenol pill. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, apparently uh, the United States Postal Service has uh, ordered no, six vans. No. Oh, six. That doesn't But it's just for exploratory feelings. purposes. Okay. Um, well, that, by the way, that's what you could do with a, a pill as well. They're kind of cool looking, Oh, that's though. expository, right? What do you do when you put uh, yeah. it up your rectum? No. Is that expository? What is that called? It's suppository. Suppository. Anyway, here's a photo of it with the uh, United States Postal Service livery on it. Uh-huh. That's another Lego vehicle. It does kind of look like Legos. It'll look, you know what? It, the, the, uh, the windshield uh-huh. is the same windshield as the one that I have on a, as a Lego spaceship at my house from when I was like seven years old. So anyway, look at that. They, Am anyway, I right? They call it the uh, Lifestyle uh, Delivery Vehicle 190, which is uh, an extended variant of the electric van that they've showed. And it's got an enclosed rear cargo area. 
And uh, USPS thinks they can get around 200 miles of range, and that's from a 79 kilowatt hour battery pack with uh, DC fast charging capabilities and 200 horsepower on the base version. So it can hold up to 172 cubic feet. And Hall, guess what the payload of that van is? 7,000 pounds. <laughs> really? You put a Super Duty in the back of it? 1,624 pounds. That's now. it? What? I mean, it's little. How little? It's a little guy. Well, how, I it's mean, not, it's, it's is, not big. Is that like my kid's Scion XB? How small is that? I mean, it's like the size of a minivan or something. Okay. It's just cuter. Oh. They're mm. going to be hauling cute Legos. packages around. Yeah. 1,000 pounds? Really? 1,600. Whatever. That's 60% more than 1,000. Stupid. Hey, Lighting, did you hear? No. Huh. Uh, the Ford F-150 Lightning switchgear was unveiled on social media, and it's basically a electrified Raptor. And I believe our, our friend Von Gittin Jr. was piloting that thing around for the videos. And uh, I hit him up, and I said, dude, about time to get you back on the podcast. He's like, hell yeah. So uh, we're going to get Vaughn uh, uh, probably in a month or so. We'll get him on the podcast. Because we have too many guests? If we stopped entertaining guests right now, we could do at least two months worth of shows. I know. Today. Yeah. So, I think nine guests. Yeah, there's a, whole, there's a whole lot. So I told him, I go, hey, we've got a backlog, but we start getting thin. We're calling you. And, and uh, Vaughn's like, yeah, man, I'm, I'll be on it. So anyway. <laughs> Wait a minute. You're telling him that he right to his face that he's second fiddle? Yeah, I just told him that uh, we want him on the show, but uh, we're not ready for him yet. Okay. That's all. Yeah. Huh? That's different than second fiddle. Okay. Uh, anyway, it's, uh, you know, the lighting looks pretty rad in Raptor form. It's Thank you. It's got the uh, big fender flares and all that kind of stuff. Obviously, the rear suspension is a lot different because they've got the uh, multi-link independent with the stabilizer in the back. The switchgear has a considerably wider track, so it's 80 inches front and rear. And the body panels are custom carbon fiber, uh, including the fender flares, which uh, is pretty cool. So so they teamed up with Von Gittin Jr. in his RTR vehicles outfit to uh, make it uh, make it a reality, and it uses Fox 3.0 internal bypass shocks, and there are plenty of photos of this thing being completely freaking hucked in the air. On the ground, it has 13.5 inches of ground clearance uh, in the front, 11.0 inches in the back, and in the photos, it has about three feet. Would it have fared any better than that Raptor that uh, jumped uh, to flat that we saw in the Hoonigan video? Like oh, three and weeks we've got ago. the driver of that coming on the show, <laughs> upcoming know, right? episode as well. <laughs> we got a lot going on right now. Uh, anyway, the uh, switchgear comes with 37 inch tires on 18 inch wheels, kid plate, custom rock rails, all the good stuff. So if you want to check it out, I'm sure there's a, a bunch of places online and maybe even our social. Uh, <clears throat> I got to say, put some switchgear on our social. Hey, uh, I got to say that that RTR stuff is really cool. Oh, yeah, he makes great stuff. I wish they made some for some of the vehicles that I own, but they they don't. They don't. I would, I'd buy it if they did. I love well, it. Well, because you don't own a Ford. I understand that. All right, just checking. Yep. Hey, Lighting, did you hear? Oh, hell no. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> no. Uh, for 2025, Chevrolet is uh, expanding the Silverado HD lineup. They already have like 35 variants. I know. Like, I mean, what? And now they have more. So if uh, a ZR2 is a little bit too much money, mm -hmm. uh, but you still need to go off-roading, there will now be a 2025 Chevrolet Silverado 2500 Trail Boss. Oh, that's smart. So that's actually, yeah. I, I I could buy into that. It's actually a great-looking truck, too. Oh, hold on. Let me look. Oh, that is good-looking. Yeah. 
Look, I'm I'm a fan of all the new, the, especially the the 24, just the slight mods over the over the 20 to 23s. Uh, just, the interior's not a slight mod, and the no, styling's the way better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But way I, better. I, I love the new truck. There was remember back in 2020 when people were like, I don't like the uh, the grill and all that stuff. It's grown on everyone just the way you said it would. And yep. I'm a big fan. I love them. So it comes standard with the 6.6 liter gas V8, and of course the Duramax will be optional. Uh, Got to do the D Max if you can. And then uh, front and rear park assist is now standard on the ZR2. You can get it on the work truck custom LT trims uh, and high country. Finally gets freaking standard adaptive cruise control. Took you guys long enough. Uh, and then uh, custom, you can get a blackout package. So uh, more specs and pricing coming soon. But for you folks that really wanted a uh, off-road capable Chevy heavy duty, but you just couldn't do a ZR2 or you thought it was too far down the line, this is like that perfect like middle ground. And uh, again, great looking truck. Hey, Lightning, did you hear? No. Nope. So there's been a bunch of uh, Cybertruck uh, news as of late coming from the first uh, tranche of owners. I have heard that the range has been woefully low, like 200 miles of range or less. So there's been a couple of things. Yeah, range is one of them. Uh, According to our friend Caleb Jacobs' article on The Drive, uh, there's a uh, new Cybertruck owner went to put the locking differentials on and got the message on his uh, screen, locking differential controls coming soon. <laughs> so <laughs> funny. basically you can buy a truck and not have the things you purchased available on it. And speaking, that doesn't sound really, really great to me. Yeah. Speaking of uh, Caleb, uh, I texted with him yesterday or today. And he, he said, was, leave me alone? No, he was texting me from inside a Cybertruck. Oh, that's cool. So he's on a drive. So and apparently we, the Cybertruck does not uh, impede cell service. We, <laughs> we It gets out of the stainless steel body. Uh, so we should check in with him again, unless you drive one first. But I don't know who's going to... Yeah, I've got a drive coming up uh, in the near future that uh, may be a thing. So I'll let you know. Well... Maybe we check in with Caleb before you. Maybe he and I uh, collaborate. Notes. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah. So going back to your uh, your road trip stuff, there's a YouTuber, Dennis Wang, went on a 1,340 mile road trip, and he was saying that he uh, really enjoyed the Cybertruck's spacious design, but it did not meet the uh, the range that he had expected. So his he's got a, obviously a brand new Foundation Series version of the truck, and he went on a 27 hour road trip from Austin, Texas, to Joshua Tree here in California. And uh, his YouTube channel called uh, Dennis CW, it's a uh, Tesla-focused uh, channel. And so he wanted to put the uh, Cybertruck uh, through through the test. So he said during the 1,340-mile uh, trip, he stopped 12 times <laughs> to charge. So it says that uh, is about 110 miles between charges, but he did say that he stopped every one to two hours to charge, and then they drove straight through. But it was... A 20-hour road trip that turned into a 27-hour road trip. You can hear it sucking. Typically, he filled up from 10 to 30% all the way up to 70 80%, mm-hmm. which is typically how most people would have to use a, uh electric vehicle anyway. I think we've talked about that on the show. Like You, you don't really fill up to 100 when you're on a road trip. You only fill up to 80. You kind of live in this middle ground, which is, which is part of it. He says that uh, when driven from a full charge to when the battery was dead, it got uh, 254 miles, and he thought some of the cold weather out in Texas was part of that. Mm-hmm. And as he got into warmer uh, climate of California, his range was picking up some. So it'd be interesting to see some other experiences in different parts of the country. And then one kind of interesting tidbit was, uh, of course, he's using the Tesla you know, uh, charging network. Mm-hmm. Apparently, the cords weren't long enough to reach 
the plug-in port on some of them. I have seen uh, that a yeah, few times Unless now. he backed way up to it yep. because the cords are pretty short. I, I've seen this on a few YouTube videos already. Uh, people are having to park backwards and sideways, and the whole thing is getting janky at all these supercharging stations. Cables are just not long enough. It's like, you know, you've seen the guy who parks the wrong way, and you know, at the gas pump, and yep. he's got it stretched over. All the over. way on the other side, yeah. You know, they have, they, like, they have a cable that lets you stretch it over to, like, the other side just barely. These don't have that. No, there's no stre- stretch or uh, uh, an extension or anything like that. At the end of the day, he said it's a fantastic truck. He loves Teslas. The interior build quality, he said, are some of Tesla's best, which I will agree from the one that I saw. And he said he was excited for uh, what f- the future Teslas will look like. And if you want to read the the entire article, it uh, lives on the Business Insider. Uh, so head over there and you can find out more about that. So there's an owner apparently on the uh, Cybertruck Owners Club forum who has already passed 10,000 miles, two drivers, and they shared uh, energy consumption, so you know, power costs, things like that. Uh, as far as insurance costs, they posted up on the forum of what their experience was. It's an all-wheel drive uh, unit. 72 miles of delivery, hit the 10,000-mile mark on January 15th, and they said that they're seeing about 20% less than the advertised uh, 320 miles. So a uh, total of around 254 miles per charge. How's he getting 10? How did he rack up 10,000 miles already? We, in, uh, in a couple of dri- weeks. Driving a lot. Uh, so uh, this Crazy. was at a constant speed of around 70 miles an hour, but the outside temperature was around 45 degrees. So it does seem like relatively cool, not cold, but relatively cool will impact you. I, I would think maybe around 30 degrees, but 45 is not that cold. A lot of places, it's 45 here right now. It's crazy. I, I don't think anyone predicted that these batteries would be this susceptible to weather, right? I mean, just in the 40s, seeing that kind of drop. And then, you know, we talked on the last episode, I played that clip from that woman who was walking through the Tesla yeah, graveyard, where, basically. Think, yeah, it was like were, a graveyard. They're sure. all dying. They, they couldn't do anything. They're all frozen. It's amazing. So apparently one of the drivers is way more aggressive than the other. And they said at about 80% state of charge, which is where the fast charging ends on most of these vehicles before they go into a trickle, um, was uh, between 164 miles and 206 miles. So it sounds like a Wrangler 392 in terms of, uh, you know, energy consumption. Mm -hmm. So anyway, uh, there's a lot more at InsideEVs.com. If we want to see how this first uh, group of Tesla Cybertruck owners are doing, you can find out more info there. On a side note, it was interesting, uh, Tesla Cybertrucks are popping up on Turo now. So if you're interested and thinking you have, and I'm thinking this is perfect for you, Lightning, you could go to Turo and for just... $1,069 $1,069 a day, mm-hmm. you could have a Cybertruck for those two weeks, get bored of it, and then not have to spend $116,000. So wait a minute, though. If I bought the truck, could I make money by turboing it out? I don't know. Probably. It doesn't say how often it's booked or anything, but uh, here, this guy in San Jose uh, or another one in Austin are going for around $1,000 a day. Dude. I mean... It's L.A. Like, I could just rent it to all the, you know, rappers that are coming into town to record their albums, and they'd be all over it. I did have somebody call me or uh, email me, and uh, she said that she represented a buyer who was willing to spend six figures if I knew anyone who had one right now. What? That's me! You don't have one. But I can get one. No, you can't. A Founders Edition. Yeah, in July or November or something. That's if I want the tri-motor. If I Uh want the dual motor, I can get one pretty soon. What's pretty soon? This month, it said February. Ooh, you should go buy it right now. I'm not joking. I'm not joking either. But it said if I wanted the tri-motor, the the Cyber Beast, I had to wait till third or fourth quarter, whatever it was. Uh Uh-huh. Ah, man. You're saying I I could make some ducats. 
Um, Let's do this. You want to manage my career and I'll be just a... Uh, I can't even manage mine, so that's probably uh, not great. Okay. Hey, Lighting, have you heard? No, 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 no. No. Mm-mm. Another uh, Caleb Jacobs uh, special on the drive. Uh, a 2021 Ford Bronco has hit 100,000 miles and the owner talks about how it's holding up. And uh, it hasn't completely fallen apart. This is what's funny is the subhead on Caleb's story is, and before you ask, the original engine already bit the dust. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Although it's kind of so bad that it's good in a way. (laughs) I don't know if it's bad necessarily. I I guess this owner's been pretty hard on it. He's admitted to that. Says he loves jumping it and and it goes off-road all the time. And he says that it's holding up pretty well. And he said one of his favorite things is taking it mudding and jumping dunes at a local beach. So it has not lived a uh, a, a leisurely life. And in fact, uh, on the article, there's pictures of it uh, axle hub deep in mud. So oh my gosh, um, and it's a little two seven in that thing. Uh, this is the uh, 2.3 liter EcoBoost four cylinder, and uh, it says that he was the second owner. He bought it with just four thousand miles on the odometer. This is a black diamond trim with the 35 inch uh, tires from the Sasquatch package. And uh, he says the original engine went out around 92,000 miles, and that was the biggest problem by far. So uh, according to Brian in this article, he was on a drive to Midland, Texas. He was already having issues with a misfire. He found a sweet spot where it wouldn't misfire, somewhere between 65 and 70 on the highway. And as soon as he hit uh, Waco, he could tell it just wasn't happy. He said it basically sounded like a two-stroke. So um, anyway, it sounds like, uh, according to the dealer, Spark plugs broke off in the cylinders two and four, slamming into the piston heads, oh. causing damage. So it was in the shop for five months. Oh. So anyway, great article. Kind of uh, does a deep dive on uh, the Bronco owner experience, and uh, that's over at The Drive. So, uh, hey, Lighting, have you heard? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> no, I haven't. According to the Insurance Institute for Highway Safety, who, uh, as you know, they always are publishing crash test videos. And uh, a lot of us like watching train wrecks or mm-hmm, car wrecks. Mm-hmm. And so they have revealed the most viewed crash test videos from the last year. <laughs> the most viewed. Yeah. I, Isn't that kind of interesting though? Like somebody would be like, oh, I'm, I'm going to, I want to see what, uh, how does it blend? Does it crowd the crash? Right. right. I, mean, that's yeah. what it is. I, got, I, I bet you it's Tesla related. Do you think so? Yeah, I do. I don't know if they've, uh, if they've done a Tesla. All I right. thought Tesla had the best scores. All right. Uh, well, for people crashing from no, our, our no, last, no, have you heard? No, I'm saying from like the, the, the best safety, like they have the best crash resistance. Well, wh- or whatever why don't I go through that? the list? Okay. Are you ready for uh, number five? Number five would be the 2023 Rivian R1S, which is the SUV, moderate overlap crash test. Moderate overlap. So that's where it hits it, where the, the block wall is in the middle of the vehicle. Yeah, so and it's, it's it crunches offset. one side, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Those are the most brutal, for sure. No, the most brutal are the ones where the car is parked against the block wall and then a... Um, T-bone? A ce- no, a cement truck rear-ends oh, it. Yeah, that's not good. Yeah, those are awful. Or looking. if you're uh, in an ice storm and a fire truck spins out on your street. You see that <laughs> those, video? Yeah, I did. Oh, my God. That's a good I one. think it hit anything. I'm no, like, wow. No, it's fun free and then parked <laughs> like, nicely. I got it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, number four. Number four. Oh, by the way, the Rivian scored a marginal, in case you were wondering. Mm. Uh, that would be the 2023 Toyota Camry. What? Moderate overlap crash test. So well, I think about it. There's a lot of Camry buyers. I'm sure they want to know how safe they are. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, it also scored a marginal rating, which is surprising. Uh, I know Toyota products are usually pretty dialed in with uh, with safety. And the next one? Number three. 
be the 2023 Ford Maverick with the side impact crash test. So that's the oh. one where it's parked and the sled comes and slams it from uh, from the side. Mm-hmm. So you're saying it's, like a, it's a tin can? Uh, that's why it's so inexpensive? According to the Insurance Institute for Highway Safety, it was able to achieve a good rating on this test, but uh, was only given an acceptable rating for its moderate overlap. Hmm. Followed by... Number two. That would be the Volvo XC60 what? side crash test. Kind of interesting. I wouldn't think there's enough volume for that many people being curious about it, but apparently it is. And well, I think because Volvo is known as the safest, safest car, car on the yeah. road, yeah. So they're they're checking it out to see if it's true. It scored an acceptable rating, which is one rating below good. But the XC60 was able to ace all the other tests. Uh, so that seems like a pretty uh, safe bet for your family. So the XC60 did well, and the number one vehicle that people watched on the Insurance Institute for Highway Safety's YouTube page. For crash test, that would be the Toyota Grand Highlander small overlap crash test. What you talking about, Willis? What? So that's the one where it's not the middle of the car, like it's a small overlap. So it's like, you know, like in front of your tire or something, right? Yeah. And uh, dude, that one's brutal. But you got to figure this is the first three row, uh, the Grand, you know, Highlander. So Grand Highlander. So it's an extended wheelbase. So there's got to be a lot of Toyota people who love that. You know, to have a bigger midsize SUV. So it earned an acceptable rating in the small overlap, and it's the only test where it didn't do good or better. So, but I wanted to say this is like a this is not about whether it did good or not. This is a popularity contest on about the quality of the video and, and how interesting the video is to watch. Right, sure. it's the most watched video. So it's it's almost the, the vehicle's kind of irrelevant. It's all about like, people just like watching the stuff entertainment crash. factor. Yeah, but why 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 those? Those are so random. I think they're high volume. Or the Maverick, I think, is pure curiosity. Yeah. Same with the Rivian. And I think the other three is, like to your point, Volvo's a safe car, and the the, the first two are high volume, or the Camry and the Highlander are high volume. And so mm. people are doing those ones out of pure research rather than just voyeurism. Yeah, because I Ooh, think- good podcast name, Vehicle Voyeurism. Vehicle Voyeurism, yeah. I got that. Let's have I, another podcast where we can edit I, more. I, so. I'm saying like, you know- Where's the Ferraris and the Lamborghinis and all that stuff? I don't stuff? know that they, they buy their vehicles. I don't know that they crash Ferraris. You have to crash a Ferrari, don't this you? This isn't the government test. This is the Insurance Institute for Highway Safety. This oh, is funded by the insurance companies. Oh. So. Oh. I haven't uh, Googled crashing Ferraris or Ferrari crash tests, but I'm sure that's probably a thing. It probably is. Hey, Lightning, did you hear? What? No. Nope. I need you to play some very, very sad music for me. Maybe a trombone or two. And why, might you ask, are you playing this sad, sad tune? Why? Pray tell, Holman. It's because the symphony of a 392 cubic inch V8 blasting out of the rear end of a Wrangler is coming to an end as uh, Jeep has announced to dealers of the 2024 Wrangler Rubicon 392 Final edition. No, no, no. Although we knew it was coming. Uh, I've been telling people for a long time and all the forms like, no way. They're going to go in 25. I'm like, dude, it's not going to be in 25. Yes, it is. You're dumb. They've been saying that since day one. They just want us to buy more. And I'm like, okay, whatever. Uh, I'm tired of arguing with internet people. But uh, the regular 24392 costs $92,140 or 5100 more than last year, plus the mandatory $1,795 destination charge. And you are looking at uh, 102500 
and twenty dollars for the Wrangler. 392. Wow, so you made some money. <laughs> well, dude, seriously. <laughs> and that's not even the final edition markup. Who knows what that's going to cost? Oh, my Lord. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I mean, I'm looking pretty good on what's, mine. What's the dynamic right now? What is the dynamic in the world where everyone, the government, shove an EV down our throats, you're going to have everything's going to be battery electric. Battery electric. Did you hear me, boy? Battery electric. That's what you're buying. And then America said, not so fast, Mr. Government. And now... We're like ridding ourselves of all the big V8s, right? They're going away. EVs aren't selling. They're sitting on lots all over the place. So then now we're going to be, is there going to be- Well, even the, the production like, mix is being adjusted. So what, what's going to happen Ford just here? boosted Bronco and Ranger production and then dialed back Lightning, for well, example. I, and then remember, like famously, I think like a year ago, I talked about Mercedes, all with the AMGs. No more V8s. And then a couple months later, uh, sorry, <laughs> maybe we should maybe we'll make big V8 since yeah. that's really why it's keeping the AMG yeah. badge alive seriously you know? so I don't know man the world is upside down in more ways than one but uh, I'm happy I got my V8 in the garage yeah I can tell you man that emissions which is really what is tough for all these guys you know <sighs> these big V8s don't want to pass emissions yeah and it's only gonna get worse well, it's just so Sucks. I, uh, I, yeah, 392s in my garage, and I try not to drive it every day because I want to keep the miles off of it for, uh, for what resale? On, no, no, I'm not selling it. I want to do it so I can go out and adventure in it and go have fun. What, it, what it, do the miles matter? That thing is really durable. No, but I'd just rather not have the miles on it if I don't need to. That doesn't make any sense. Sure, it does. If you won the lottery uh-huh. and you had tons of money for gas, uh-huh. you wouldn't care. It's all I, I would still care. I would go buy something daily. Oh, really? Yeah. So yeah. this is your this is this your is my adventure. This is my adventure vehicle. Yeah, this is my Ferrari. Okay. Yeah. There's no reason to daily drive it and right. put all the miles on it. It's 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 set up for going places. And so, yeah, sucks for all the people who didn't get one, especially at the price I did. Suckers. Damn. Would you say hundred and what? Uh, hundred and two five. Did you hundred two thousand dollars or something for a Jeep? Yeah, it's awesome. It's insane. Uh, the sticker on mine, uh, full boat with AV stuff, would have been one fourteen. Okay, I didn't pay anywhere near that. Yeah, but uh, can you imagine what the final edition AEV will go oh, for? One thirty five. Who knows? <laughs> and people will pay for it. I'm just happy I got mine. That's all I'm Holy saying. Holy mackerel! Okay, just like this is why you shouldn't get rid of your TRX because you I'm know not, what? I'm not going. It, to. It'll be the one that you want. Listen, there'll be plenty of Cyber Trucks in the future. There's no more. Hellcat-powered TRXs. And at the end of the day, that's going to be the one that got away. You've had a lot of cool cars in your day, and there's a few that you're like, ah, it was cool. I had it for a while. I'm, I'm, I am I'm, don't really care they got rid of it because they got something else. I don't think that's going to be the TRX. I think the day you sell that thing, you're going to be like, oh, what have I done? I, th- I think you're right. I think you're right. Like I, I said. a lot of cars that I just don't miss. Well, there's, there's going to be plenty of other opportunities for crazy electric trucks. The only reason you want the Cybertruck is because it looks weird and you want people to watch you while you pick your nose on the freeway. But if this commute. is successful, there's going to be weirder cars and trucks that come out. So. so you'll be fine. Yeah. I agree. Hey, Lightning, have you heard? Oh, no. No, and that's my preemptive reaction to the story I think you're about to do. Well, some guy by the name of Wiener, uh, who is uh, apparently a San Francisco-based senator, go figure, uh, says that uh, 
in 2027, he wants uh, cars to all have an intelligent speed limiter that would restrict all vehicles sold in California to uh, the speed of no more than 10 miles an hour above the speed limit. And uh, F you, Scott Wiener. No. Freaking government. Would you just get out of everybody's life and just let us do our thing? Like, go away. Who, who, they can't. Who taught these people that they need to infringe on everybody's everything? I can't have a gas stove. I can't have air conditioning. I can't have a car go whatever speed I want. I can't have a V8. I can't have the guns that I want. I can't, like, just leave me alone. Why do you think Americans are so angry? Because they just want to freaking be left alone. That's it. It's very simple. They won't. Less government, more everybody That's else. That's not what they believe in, Holman. You know that. It, they believe in more government. They believe that you cannot take care of yourself. This is, this is what makes me mad. I want to go do what I want to do without bothering anybody else. The other people want to make sure I can't do anything and I have to do what they do. That's the difference. I know I'm not that. telling you to live like I live. You're telling me I have to live like you live. No thanks. I pass. Well... The story is that this guy wants you, they're going to put GPS trackers basically in all new vehicles starting in 2027. That's what he's proposing. Well, he's, yeah, it's an introduced ability. He's introducing this. Yeah. I understand that, but yeah. this is this is the I posted it on my Facebook page, and then within minutes, the SEMA Action Network, yep, San. Uh, Hell no! I te- immediately upon seeing this, I texted our good friend Mike Spagnola, and he goes, oh, "We got a press release coming out in 10 minutes." And I thought, it's okay, this is a big deal. This is the slipperiest of slopes oh, yeah. that I have seen. This is not helmet law for motorcycles. It's not seatbelt law. This is, okay, so let me, let, me, let me just throw this at you for a second. Because there are some people probably listening says, you know what? You guys really need to go 100 miles an hour? Fine, whatever. I get the safety aspect of it. I really, truly do. But what will happen to, there's unintended consequences of this. What will happen to Porsche sales, to all the super, Ferrari, Mercedes, You can't argue that. It doesn't matter. You cannot argue that because. It has to do with safety? It it has nothing to do with safety. It has to do with control. And it has to do with them tracking you as this is one more step in the door for them tracking you and and knowing where you are and getting your social credits and all that stuff. I think you're right. Maybe that's right. But what I'm talking about is what will happen to... They won't be sold here. They won't be sold here. So all the celebrities won't get there for... Or because those vehicles will be able to go the exact same speed as everything else. And there's no draw to it. It's so... It's just, if I want to paint my house red and purple, I should be able to do that. That's why I don't live in an HOA. I just, just, <laughs> anyway. Dude, can you imagine, this is, th- this has such. And I know this is California pop because you, you guys are like, just move, ha, ha, ha. But no, 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 no I grew no, up no. here, I live here, my family's here, my life is here, all that stuff. The problem is, what's happening here, if you guys don't care, it's going to come happen to you. It's already happening all over the country where freaking idiot legislators who make up stupid laws and sometimes pass them, and then they don't care because they just, they're like, oh, we're just going to make up stupid law because it'll be wrapped up in litigation. We'll drain the bank account of the people that are opposed to us, and we're going to win. And that's not how it should work, and it's wrong. And I think, here's me on my soapbox, Holman for president, maybe. If you are a legislator in any place in America, whether it's you know a, a county, local, state, national, 
and you purposely violate your oath to the Constitution by introducing legislation that is blatantly in violation of the Constitution, and it happens three times that it's voted down or three different bills, you should immediately lose your right to be to to put your hat in the ring to be a legislator or a be in in politics. If you can't abide by your oath and you're blatantly listen, if you don't like it here, you move, people. <laughs> All right, I'm off my soapbox. Well, I, I appreciate hey, lightning, it. have you heard? There's more. Yeah. No. No. Uh. Uh-uh. And of course, we got to thank our friends over at Nissan. Head over to your local Nissan dealer at nissanusa.com. And when you're shopping for gas or diesel pickup parts, look no further than BanksPower.com. Type in your year, make, and model, and find the parts that'll make your truck faster or more efficient. The Truck Show Podcast is a production of Truck Famous LLC. This podcast was created by Sean Holman and Jay Tillis with production elements by DJ Omar Khan. If you like what you've heard, please open your Apple Podcast or Spotify app and give us a five-star rating. And if you're a fan, there's no better way to show your support than by patronizing our sponsors. Some vehicles may have been harmed during the making of this podcast.